You are listening to Something Rather Than Nothing. Creator and host, Ken Vellante. Editor and producer, Peter Bauer. This is Ken Vellante with the Something Rather Than Nothing podcast, and I am super excited to have Christina from uh, the podcast uh, Historias Unknown and uh, Is Spooky, which I listen to uh, compulsively. Uh, so, <laughs> Christina, welcome on to uh, the Something Rather Than Nothing program. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. I feel so bad about accidentally missing the <laughs> the last scheduled uh, recording we had. <laughs> hey, listeners, what Christina said never happened. It was in a multiverse. We yes, are here. Right. We are good. It's a, It was a multiverse. <laughs> we both are aware of a multiverse happening. Uh, but um, uh, so, um, Christina, just... Um, all right, so I love your stuff. I love your your, your podcast stuff with the uh, stories uh, unknown. I um, you know, I, I I love history and I love the history of the people that people don't know. So for me, I mm-hmm. just like click and listen, and I love it. Um, when he's spooky, it's just um, it's really fun to hang out and hear a lot of stories that I haven't heard, uh, and mm-hmm. legends. And, um, I think you, you, you do, uh, an MJ and, uh, Carmen sometimes, uh, guests mm-hmm. on the show do just an, an incredible job with that. Um, can you, oh, thank you. Yeah. Can you like, let's start with like, you spooky, like you, was it you're hanging around, you, you tell all these type of stories, this is in your wheelhouse and you're like, let's do a podcast or what, what happened? How did that come about? Yeah, so my my first podcast is actually a Mexican soap opera rewatch podcast. Holy my... shit. Holy shit. Let's stop there. Let's stop there. Yeah. I, I, and I, I, Carmen. <laughs> I missed that one. Okay. Well, it's like That's like my smallest one that takes the biggest breaks. That is just like, that's purely fun and not serious. And so it's like my oldest one. It takes month-long breaks sometimes a year <laughs> um that's been going on since I, I mean 2020 but um i had been wanting to start a podcast for a while like i started listening to them and i was like man there's not a lot of like latin american or u.s latin stuff like out there i've already listened to you know the podcasts that exist finished them and i was like i need more <laughs> And so yeah. I had been asking my twin for a while to start the rewatch podcast with me because we wa- we love soap operas. We grew up watching them with my mom and she finally agreed. Like it took a lot convincing her because and MJ, the same thing. Both both of them were like, well, I don't like the sound of my voice. And I was like, who cares? I don't like it either. <laughs> like my own, not theirs. Oh, and okay. um, she finally agreed. And then it was like a couple of months of having that one. And I was like, man, why is there no like haunted latin american type podcasts i found two i finished all of them they were both on breaks and uh then i was like there's nothing else out there telling these stories and i mean i've already heard all the other i mean i love paranormal podcasts that's like the main type of podcast i listen to but yeah it's fun um yeah none of them are telling the stories that i grew up listening to or hearing from my family members or when they do it's all wrong or it's only one side of it um so I was like, why? Did I, uh, yeah, I was like, why don't I just start one? Because like, I want it. Probably other people want it, but I really, I just want it. <laughs> and yeah. so I asked Carmen to do it with me, but she, her work at the time was insanely busy, um, and I work part time, so I don't know. And I'm always like looking for more to do because I have problems, and so <laughs> it's, it's never enough. Uh, it's all me, right. So. I get that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Um, I learned now that uh, apparently it's part of having ADHD because back then I didn't know. But I was like, I always need something new to be working on. And so that was um, what I wanted to do. And yeah, Carmen was too busy to do it with me. And I just uh, posted on Twitter one day and I was like, man, my twin is too busy to do this with me. But I really want to start a podcast about haunted places in Latin America. And MJ was like, oh, I'll do it. And um and then she was like, well, no, I don't know. And then she was like, okay, no, I'll do it. And eventually she finally agreed. And that was the start of a Spooky Tales. <laughs> yeah. And then Historias Unknown, my history one, that one. Um, yeah. We we covered, it was like a woman's history 
no, women's, inter, what is it called? International Women's Day month. There's a yeah. whole month where you, you know, and yeah. as far as Spooky Tales, we were going to cover just like historic women. And then I was like, no, now I want to do a whole podcast on this, but uh, I don't want to do it with the Spooky Tales. I want it to be its own podcast. And then my twin, Carmen, her work finally calmed down a little bit and she agreed to do Historias Unknown with me. <laughs> That's how the history one started because we did a month of all history topics on a spooky tales and i was like i want to do more of this <laughs> yeah yeah i uh and great and, and, and great job um and uh it's interesting um so that carmen's your twin i had a guest on that was part of uh triplets she was the last one born uh coming oh. on the show amy long and i was like Sometimes when you do, you know, these art things, it's like, oh, what, what's going on here? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, no, and, uh, you know, I find the, I find the, one of the things when you were mentioning too, the ADHD, I just bumped into this podcast, it was ADHD AF, but it's as females. Oh, and yeah, I've listened to a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, I was listening, I was listening to that, it's just, it's really interesting, um, to kind of see like even with the root of you creating the shows that you wanted to it's like that art thing where it's like yeah, all right shit i'm gonna consume what i want to see like if it's not there or you know and yeah i bet if we if there was like a venn diagram of like podcasters and people with adhd there's like a huge overlap because <laughs> um yeah i mean that's how that's how i started i was like this idea just got stuck in my head and i was like i need to do it and then then I just needed more to do. And I was like, well, let me start another podcast and another one. <laughs> well, thank you for doing, you know, for doing, for doing all the, all the podcasts. Um, yeah. And I see, you know, uh, even with the uh, spooky, see on uh, Patreon and a uh, lot of, lot of supporters, my guess just like seeing that is just like, this is just content that like you tapped into. I want to see more of this. you got a good fan base there, don't you? Uh, yeah, I think so. Which, um, I, sometimes I'm surprised, but at the same time, I'm not because like like I said, um, if I had been searching for it, other people had. Um, and yeah, we get we get a lot of messages like, oh, it feels like hanging out with my cousins or with my um, spooky tias or tios like, well, tias, but like because it was it's a very common thing in like Latin American families to gather around and every like party somehow ends with everyone telling some creepy story. <laughs> I need more of that. I need more of that. But I have your podcast, so I can just hang around there. Yeah, and, I don't even have know, that anymore. All my family's moves like spread across different places. Like we all used to be in the Bay Area, and since then, like now, my family's moved to Texas. Other members have moved. I mean, I'm in Washington. My brother's here too now, but other families spread across California. Like nobody's in the same place anymore. So yeah, it doesn't it doesn't happen for me either anymore so that was another another reason to start as big tales like i just missed that feeling of like gathering with your family and sharing all these scary stories yeah well and in, in talking about the the scary stories um you don't have to go into it uh you know completely but just like i don't know, once you start hearing about this content at least for me as a listener i'm like oh like i want to hear some stuff i i enjoyed just telling you i enjoyed the the episode with the um, the students in small group uh, disappeared in the, um, uh, in the jungle. Oh, mm -hmm. And um, uh, what I wanted to, what I wanted to ask you, uh, Christina, like this, the stories uh, that you've done, is there like a story or two that just sticks out where you're like, Holy shit. How do people like not know, like, you know, kind of like this hidden history of this wild thing is there a story that kind of like sticks out for you that's like holy shit like i can't like i literally can't believe this um yeah for for both of the podcasts i think for um for a spooky tales i think just um probably all the all the bigger like because um everyone believes in like the little the little people or duendes where there's these little creatures that live in your home and take your things. But then there's another side of it where they're like living in the jungles and they either protect you or they can harm you. And so there's um, that story of the kids that went missing and then they were found, um, you know, still alive. And the grandma of the kids in like the Amazon, she believes that a duende had taken them or um, in that same, you know, Amazon, but now in what? what country was it because this was 
Colombia. And I want to say the other place was like somewhere in South America too, but I can't remember the country, but another, it's also like a, a national park in the um, Amazon. And this guy was part of like this tourist company um, taking the tour with them. And everyone always did this ritual to like, get permission from the jungle to enter. It's like a very normal thing to do. You want these things to respect you and you want to respect them, right? Or things can go bad. And he refused to participate in that ritual. Uh, and then he went missing for like, yeah. I think it was like a day. And he was found um, not far away from the initial camp. And But they, that area had already been searched. So it was also the same thing. People believed other people, like locals, believe that the duende had taken them because he didn't participate in that ritual. Um, he later was like, no, that's not true. But at the beginning, he did think that a duende had, had taken him, which is, it's very interesting. So those type of stories are always like, oh, my God, um, those are probably my favorite yeah. to uh, read about or hear. Um and then with Historias Unknown, every every single topic, I'm like, oh, my God, how do we not learn this? <laughs> learn yeah. This? Which is the whole reason for starting the podcast. Like, it's, it's yeah, so many stories that I'm just, it's wild to me. Like, we just covered the the bath riots that happened in, in Texas and that those same, um, I, I guess it's like, yeah, heavily informed by eugenics, but, you know, the dirty Mexican stereotype um, was just you know, widely believed in. So anyone crossing the border and from Mexico into the United States had to go through these delousing baths or showers. And those same showers inspired Nazis to yeah. then use yeah. those same chemicals that later killed, you know, an insane amount of Jewish people. Like, who, why do they tell us that? <laughs> like, I, you know, I... so yeah, every topic that I'm like, it just mind blown. Yeah, I you know, and that's I I found you know on that too, like even talking about the eugenics and and, and those practices and the dehumanization, which you know this is this reflexive I think thing historically. Oh, the Germans, the Nazis, and and you and I know that the eugenics hotbed thinking and policy was the United States, and yeah, yeah, you know, so. It's like, and I don't think a lot of people realize that. Well, and I want to go on on that point too, right? So, I listened uh, to a story it's unknown, and I've um, pretty much throughout my life, somewhere after high school, I was like, you know, I've been exposed to so much bullshit history. You know, it's the unlearning and learning, yeah. and sometimes it feels like. In, in intimidating and I wonder if you if you if you feel that in doing the show and intimidating in the sense of like this shit happened these things were covered up these things were never taught I mean you have to be as a citizen or a person kind of go looking for them or somebody tell you about them and so what you're doing is deeply important with that um how do you deal with the frustration of being like yo <laughs> This, you know, like this happened. This is important. How do, or, or you kind of you're okay with that? And just people are people. Um, I mean, it's yeah. Whenever we come across a new topic, or just like we, luckily, my twin is my co-host, and so while we're going through, we're just like, I cannot believe this, and we're like airing our frustrations together at the same time, anyway. So I think that helps. If I was doing it by myself, researching all this, I'd be, and then talking about it by myself, I'd be so mad. <laughs> But it's also, I think, me and her, you know, growing up, I don't know, being, uh, you know, children of immigrants, a Mexican mom and a Salvadoran dad, we both knew, like, like my dad and the, the Salvadoran Civil War, like, we've been learning more about or reading way more about that because he he would tell us a little bit here and there, but it's also, I don't know, very traumatizing. So he would only share like very tiny amounts. Um, and so the more we read about that, we were like, oh, my God, like, this is wild. Um, so I think just, I don't know, the interest in in learning more about our past or our history, um, I kind of kind of trumps that, like, feeling of being mad over what happened. Um, and it's also like a normal thing, I don't know, growing up as a child of immigrants where... <laughs> Like, like we talked about it in our episode on 
uh, immigration, there was a a bill that was trying to get passed that there was a huge protest. It was against like HR four four three seven, and um, it was like this anti and I mean all these things that we were trying to protest back then are happening now and worse. <laughs> but back then, like there was this fear of like I don't know your parents always being deported like we couldn't go to the flea market without being scared like oh my god is there going to be a raid and our parents are going to get taken away and so we were out there like you know tiny little 10 11 year olds walking out of school to protest things like that already so like that that like being mad over these type of things that type of treatment growing up in oakland california and seeing you know mistreatment by by the police like daily like that type of rage it's it's whatever it's normal so i think just reading about these topics it's already like a familiar feeling so it wasn't like that it was it was like a normal like yeah feeling if that makes sense (laughs) well it does because i mean sometimes like i i think there's like even in asking this like let me give you an example like in asking this question i was i had a uh, indigenous guest on and I was like sort of like outraged because I went to like to the baseball game and I wanted more I wanted more of the the powwow and the indigenous because it was indigenous night up at the Mariners game or something mm-hmm. and she was like is is a friend of mine too but she was like now nah, we were totally down with everything we got and every single moment we had and I was like man like I felt I felt kind of silly and stupid with what I was saying. It was just normal. It's like what I was thinking. I was yeah. like, fuck, like, like, you know, cause I like, I'm a union guy and I protest and all that stuff. Right. But it was such a learning moment. Cause I was, it was like, it was like, no, no, we had a beautiful time on the field. That I'm makes like, sense. Sh-. Yeah. I'm like, shit. And it, so it was a recalibration for me and clumsy, clumsy, but a recalibration. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, everybody uh, talking with Christina of uh, Ispooky uh, and uh, Stories Unknown. And um, so uh, I enjoy uh, your, your podcast. I view them as what we do is like pieces of art and creation. Um, I know you have some interest in art and, you know, uh, my question is for you is – what is art, Christina? What do you th- what do you think art art is in in, in trying to create something? It's art. Oh man, I don't know. I guess something made by someone that is passionate about that thing for people to not even. I mean, because you can make it and people don't have to look at it. So I was gonna say for people to look at, but I think something that someone is interested in or passionate about that then takes form I guess a form a shape whether it be you know a sculpture or a painting or something you listen to yeah yeah we got a we got a hard answer from Christina thanks so much <laughs> <laughs> what do you think what do you think about the 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 role of art and I'm not going to assume anything here right so like I think for myself if I make things um like in my head, it needs to be doing something or it fills a role. And one of the questions I ask lately is about um, the role of art right now and whether that's changed. And I just point to being like temperatures again, uh, like crazy hot. Um, politics feel super strange. You're worried about at least me, U.S. fascism democracy type of stuff like all these things that are going on and the question i ask is like for like art and art's role has that has that changed recently or is like art just arting and doing what it's supposed to do no matter what no i mean i think whenever you look throughout history art has always been so important and will always be important so i don't think the role of it has changed like it's you know how humans express themselves and like it's sad to see I don't know funding for art in schools lessen and decrease like because it's so important um like and it doesn't have to be you know these fantastic art pieces and these drawings like like I took dance all through growing up and that was art and 
and my brother and, and me and my twin and my mom, we used to, we used to break dance together. It was funny, but uh, like, that's art. Like, and so like these dance programs, these art programs, they're all, they're disappearing. And it's, I don't know, it's sad because it's important. People, it's not just about, I don't know, STEM, right? Like science, math, uh, what is the other engineering whatever the other things yeah i don't know what they stand yeah, no, for those, no, those, those are the classes that i saw that they existed but i didn't take <laughs> yeah it, so. but there's such a focus on that now and it's like okay but what about you know art it's still important and like as i don't know things get um worse or the state of like the world gets worse people it's it's a thing for people to throw themselves into and to create you know and so, yeah, it's important. <laughs> yeah. Well, part of the thing I, I, I you know, in, in talking, there are a bunch of things you say that I stop and start thinking about. But I did hear breakdancing. And I'm a former breakdancer. Uh, oh, my like, God. Like, seriously, like, um, 84, 85 cardboard uh a bomber okay, so jacket. My mom. Yeah, in Mexico, her and her cousin oh, used to carry a cardboard sh- and a little stereo with them and just practice together. And so when my me, my brother and uh, my sister, we were in uh, high school slash middle school, she would teach us what she knew, which was just like uh, top rocking, really. And she knew a few like a, a little bit of footwork, but not a lot. And so then we would just watch YouTube videos and all dance together. And my brother got really, he got really good. Like he could spin on his head and he could stand on his hands Damn. and just, you know, like do this. And all I could do was, um, what are they called? When you just like hold the pose, like on your hands, I can't remember the name anymore. Well, just kind of like, like pop, like popping and locking, like, like this, like I'm showing the yeah, listeners yeah. are like, what are they doing? Yeah, yeah, what they are they doing on this none video? None of it makes any sense. <laughs> We're popping a hey, listeners. We're popping and locking at here. I'm trying to, we're, we're trying to do. So, so that's how you get your break dance and combination of first generation plus mm-hmm. add in uh, the YouTube. Um, there's no commitments here, but someday somewhere, I believe something rather than nothing. East, East spooky or maybe other podcasters <laughs> may have to have a competition that the listeners really want, which is the break dancing. Oh man, yeah, I would break lose it now. I'll do circle. it, but I'll lose. <laughs> Shit, Christina, I'm 51 and out of commission for a long time, so I didn't say yeah, we're bringing in. <laughs> I'm gonna bring my brother. No. <laughs> and I heard what your brother can do. <laughs> I heard oh, what your man. brother could do. Yeah, I'd like to see what your brother could do, but I, I, yeah. I don't think uh, he's probably out think... of commission now too. <laughs> oh gosh, what's happening yeah, to them all? Our knees, um, the the service we both served, but his his knees were destroyed. <laughs> oh really? In, in the Marines, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. So I don't. He might he might try it for a little bit though. It was fun. It was fun. I miss I miss dancing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I've had like. And the one of the things with the show is like talking about movement and dance and ways of expression that aren't naturally just intuitive for me and is more intuitive for other folks. So I become really interested in like just movement and how that can help and express dance um, just to feel better. So if your knees are good, if your knees are good. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> right right um no so i'm the the break dancing uh really threw me off okay so i'm a i'm a horror freak uh christina like movies like um like last night i watched uh, alien again you know oh, space. oh my oh like each time and another one i watched was uh the town that dreaded sundown which I had never seen. It was 77, oh, yeah. I don't know that 78. <laughs> it was, um, uh, it was, it was really good. Is, 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 um, the kind of like seventies sure heart, like the poster. Yeah. Um, quite a good, quite a good movie. And, um, so I just adore, uh, horror movies and I'm in a like horror movie type mood, uh, September, October. Um, it is officially spooky season. It is. It is, uh, Christina. Just like 
open ended. You 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 freak out on some of this uh, stuff. What what do we need to see or read or even if it's one of your own episodes? Like what's what's the material right now in your head for uh, oh spooky um, and horror stuff? Like tell tell us please. I love people calling in and telling their own scary stories. Like this oh type yeah. Of podcast. Actually, there's one um, super old um, radio show. Yeah, there was this old, it's one of like the inspirations for Spooky Tales, except we don't have people call in and tell their stories. But um, there's this old Mexican radio show called La Mano Peluda. We, and we've covered a few of the phone calls that people do um, on that show on Spooky Tales. Um, but that uh, is, yeah, people just calling in and telling their stories. And it's been going on, I think, since the 90s. Um, and so it was one of the things that we've listened to, like as kids, which, <laughs> which is probably an, another thing we do as a family is go and watch horror movies like together, which is so random. Like we went, when Dawn of the Dead came out, we went to go see it together. Um, and like Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when the remake came out in the 2000s, we yeah, went yeah. to go see that together. That was, that one was actually scary. I think it was like, we were in middle school when it came out, something like that. And my brother that Ran yeah, Daddy. <laughs> that would have. We pretended, yeah. yeah. It was my sister and I pretended that we were in like as scared, but we were like a good thing he was scared because we were also scared and wanted to leave. <laughs> that one was a mistake on my parents, I think. But, <laughs> but like Chucky and all those movies, like we just grew up watching. So yeah, I love horror. Um, but one of the podcasts I've been listening to, um, which I've been meaning to listen to for the longest time and I never had, is Jim Harold's Campfire Stories. Uh, so people call in and like tell them their scary stories. Cool. That has been a really fun listen. I also started editing story editing for um, a podcast called uh, what's it called? True Scary Story. People are calling in and telling their stories. That's a that's a really fun one to listen to. Even before I started like doing the editing, um, I would listen to that one too. Because yeah, it's just people calling in and telling. Just their calling stories in. Yeah, some of them are so scary. Um, I'm Raw, trying to remember one huh? of the ones I have to look at. Um, which one it was for him that was like so, so creepy that I'm like, oh, start with that one. Let me see. Hold on. Well, it's something too about even just the format with kind of like that raw like story of somebody just hearing somebody's voice and sometimes you know that the yeah, voice there's is like nothing out, like it. You know. Okay, so on True Scary Story, The Witch, that's a really good one. Behind the Rocking Chair, another really good one. But yeah, I love True Scary Stories, another good one that people are just telling their own stories. And then what was the other one? Um, oh my God, what is the name? I can't, and I never, never remember names. I just, oh, Other World, that's what it is. Oh, uh, Other World is so good. Um, from Other World, Kareem and the Jinn, it's episode six. That's a creepy episode. But yeah, Otherworld is another really good one that I, I like a lot. And then movies. I mean, I don't even... There's so many movies that I like. Lately, though, I the last like really, like to me, creepy horror movie that I watched, it's on Shudder. It's called Aterrados. It's in Spanish, but you can put, you know, the English subtitles on it. Um, like, I've, I've never seen a horror movie just start off like... Within the first five minutes, it was wild. And I was like, oh, my God, what a fast start. Uh, I think it's called ter like Terrified if you look it up in English. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'm going to check that out. My, uh, just about my one of my favorite horror movies is, uh, well, it's set in uh, Spain. Um, Rec, R-E-C, Record, which oh, is a found footage. It. Oh, my yes. God. So good. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorites. Found footage, uh, zombie. Hey, hey uh, listeners, uh, we're we're geeking out on stuff. Record REC. So if you think the uh, brackets around REC, you must see that movie. Um, uh, record. Um, yeah, I'm a huge uh, found footage uh, person. I just adore. Yeah, uh, I love I love the found footage. I was movie, watching. But I think Breck uh, is probably probably my favorite. That's just way up there. Yeah. One of the interesting things um, with Alien, just having recently watched it, um, there's so many people, at least for me, I'm like an Alien universe. Like, throw me into that universe. I'll live there. Tell me stories about it. I'll listen to books about it. I'll watch the movies. I'll read the comic mm -hmm. books. But what was so cool about that original movie was um, 
little pieces I didn't realize, such as like the use of found footage that it was just like this raw video when the um, some of the crew went out onto the mm-hmm. planet. And it's just like this raw, almost closed caption, like this um, caption uh, TV like footage like the CCTV and I'm, or whatever. Yeah, or, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, this is like, this is even messing with like all these different conventions such I, I don't, it's, I had a thrills just like seeing that little piece um, in, in there, in there with it. Uh, I, uh, not to, to go back again, I did it with the break dancing, but uh, the telenovelas, uh, my, Oh yeah. My, um, my mom, got me hooked on days of our lives which i'm still like hooked and um i gotta tell you there's a couple uh i, I end up getting sucked in on uh netflix and um so was that a big huge piece of of watching the stories with uh with mama and spending time watching the stories growing up oh yeah there was um Daily, I mean, not daily, but like I think it was like 6 p.m. or 7 p.m. every night. There was a soap opera we were watching together. Like, uh, there's one called Teresa we used to watch together. That's the one we're rewatching on my podcast, uh, <laughs> right now. It's like this, um, young woman who, who's born in like the lower income part of town and she's you know trying to do what she can to get out of that and uh, marries a rich man that she doesn't love and just kind of burns every single bridge like possible um and she's like the main person so it's always fun when the main person isn't good either (laughs) yeah but that's what we're that's what we're watching right now Teresa and uh it's the 2010 one so but there was also like a 90s one with Salma Hayek um, wow, that was one of the remakes, but the original is a Colombian soap opera, which I've never seen the older versions of it. Um, and then, uh, what was it called? Have you seen, have you seen ugly Betty? Like the show? It's I haven't from... seen it. I, I know about it. I haven't seen it. Okay. Though. I haven't seen it either, but the, one of the soap operas that it's based on the Spanish version not the original, but a Mexican remake. We used to watch that together. It's called La Femme Más Bella. Um, yeah, just nightly, whatever main soap opera was on um, Univision or Telemundo, we'd watch together. So that was like a big part of soap operas and horror movies is basically what we'd watch together as a family. <laughs> I, uh, you know, that, 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 that's been a recipe for me with my time as well. And uh, hey, results must be okay for both of us that's all i'll say they must be right <laughs> they're all right we're like i mean we're doing a show and everything yeah. and like you know it's legit <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right um i got one super big philosophical question uh as well as asking about the what is r and this is um the something rather than nothing question is why is there something rather than nothing why is there something rather than nothing? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, like why? I don't know. Like why at all? <laughs> why at all? Um cuz cuz I think like nothing is boring. I don't know. There needs to be something or I would die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I I physically cannot be bored. It's painful. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I like the um I asked the question a lot and it's like uh I like to think about it in the format of um you know with with creators and like creating things like it's I think it's so fun and so so uh thrilling to um to enjoy somebody else's art and what they create like what you create and listen to your shows and like I don't know it's just a, a vibe that I really enjoy and then talk about like putting you know putting this out in in what podcasts are i've gotten really into podcasts and i i like i wasn't uh, i've done the show for four four years but i didn't start from a trajectory of being like i love this shit so much i want to do it that wasn't mm, that wasn't that's me. what i did mm-hmm. yeah okay for me for me i liked I, I like certain podcasts and there certainly didn't seem to be as many or a lot of things that pulled me in or hadn't found them yet, but I was so intrigued by, uh, and, and attracted to how you could make something and, and really put it out there as like a legit thing, like doing it and, and spending the time. And yeah, from, for me, for my head, 
for the uh, honor and excitement of being able to talk to creators. And yes, the questions are the same, but being like to like find like to find out. So that was my my main drive. And I've gotten more into podcasts. And it's a good time to be into podcasts right now because you and I, I know think that so. There's so many good things out there. Yeah. The, the, the Almost quality. too much. There's not, not enough time in the world to <laughs> like listen to everything. Well, as a creator, as a creator, my uh, the episodes be like, yeah, I think on average, like 45 minutes. And then like I love like bless anybody who's creating something and putting out the content amount. But with so much out there, I think sometimes mm-hmm. it's like, you know how long the episode is or like, you know, that type of thing, not to like right. tweak and change everything, but like people are into podcast and um, mm-hmm. the listenership. I think the biggest thing with it is the amount of listenership for like ages below 30. Like it's the radio. It's like the radio for yeah. a whole generation. And so I don't know. It's pretty cool pretty cool time to 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 be doing podcasts do you uh do you really in 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 enjoy um the process like uh, it's a lot of work we both know and in, in doing it but like in being a podcaster what's what's your vibe with it oh uh, yeah i love it i love it taking you know something that like you found interesting putting it into like a format people can listen to then polishing that thing people are gonna listen to and then putting it out there it's i love it um yeah and then i mean there's a lot of people that like i don't know hate parts of it i don't like the marketing (laughs) or or, like part of it social media sometimes i love it sometimes i get so sick of it but like the writing it recording it editing it all that part i'm like yes i'm i love it you did, uh, but even with the merchandise, with the e- e- spooky, uh, lovely merchandise, a lovely beanie, lovely beanies, and oh, uh, yeah, so, so comfy. I mean, yeah, some really, some really cool stuff. And uh, folks, I, I like I had mentioned um, uh, Patreon for you, spooky. A lot of cool content. They uh, they say your name. I always hear my name, Ken, in there. So it's mm-hmm, really sweet. Mm-hmm, yeah, really I'm gonna, sweet. I'm a shout out. <laughs> Look, I'm a simple person. I hear that, I get excited. <laughs> That's yeah, the way no, I tr- we uh, all of our listeners that are that are patron members, they love the shout outs. I'm like, wow, I didn't know people. I guess it's fun to listen to your name. We have a couple listeners that their kids also listen, so they're like, can you also say the kid's name? And I'm like, yeah, we'll throw it in there. Or can you say their name instead of mine? And um, so that's always fun. <laughs> I like where mine fits in. It's like sometimes it's always like there's like a nice list of uh, uh, Teresa Guillermo oh, and a few other Spanish. names. And there's, yeah, it's like Ken, Ken. It's like <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> Ken. Ah. Oh man, yeah. I love that. I, I I love that piece. Um, Chris, <laughs> Christina, tell us, tell us where, like, um, tell listeners uh, where to where to find the show, where to find you know, what you do. Tell, tell folks about that. Yeah. So, uh, a spooky tells you can find it. I mean, if you just Google a spooky tells, it'll be like the first thing that pops up. Um, but it's spooky with an E in front of it as spooky tells. Um, and then, yeah, in any podcast app, uh, TikTok. I mean, yeah, if you just Google it, it'll come up our website and there's links to, you know, social media, um, any podcast app that you, want to find us on sometimes youtube i will post um not all the time because that's more work (laughs) um and then historias unknown it's um you know the spanish word for stories so historias which is also the spanish word for history which is why it's another like fun name so historias and then unknown.com you can find us there or if you just type in historias unknown at any podcast app as well as instagram um and then if if you happen to like (laughs) mexican soap operas and then just like recap a recap of the whole episode that is novelas con cafecito again in any podcast app and then me i guess like twitter is probably the main place that i i personally am on although it's like dying and i'm like i don't really like it anymore but i don't know yeah so that is i underscore m underscore christy I guess it's not even Twitter anymore. It's like X now. <laughs> I guess. 
Yes. Um, (laughs) Well, you know, uh, on on another, yeah, on another topic. Um, No, it's it's, it's great to hear all the places um, uh, that we can find you. Listeners, like, totally check out uh, uh, Christina, uh, MJ and Christina and, and, and Carmen on the historias and uh mm-hmm. but uh various combinations and um really just love the stuff that you do as you know like i was telling you i get i get a thrill talking about uh the stuff and 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 just like i i i'm on the vibe of like loving those type of stories but even on the deeply 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 important uh stories unknown like for me when i listen to one of my feelings that i have is that to not know some or all of the things that you say is is kind of unacceptable like that there's some mm-hmm. sort of do there's mm-hmm. some sort of duty like i feel to come in contact with with what actually went down i don't think it's such a radical like idea i don't know i'm just processing here it's like what occurred who did what what was the story and why did it, you know, like, yeah. And, and just handle that. Um, but yeah, that is, yeah. I think, I don't think there's a lot of podcasts talking about all these stories that like have to do with Latin America or Latin Americans in the United States. Like, so I don't know. It's, it's like it's a sometimes depressing podcast to do, but sometimes some of the stories are also so inspiring. Um, but it's also I don't know, it, yeah, it feels important. Like one of the one of our listeners sent us a message. We talked about um, El Ponce massacre. That it's a it's a massacre that happened in Puerto Rico in the town of Ponce. Um, of course, brought on by Americans. An American governor was because this is the time where. Yeah, all elected officials in Puerto Rico were American. They were not Puerto Rican. Uh, and there was an interest to keep sugar companies, uh, their profit up. And, you know, the more that happened, the more local actual Puerto Ricans, you know, were the the spread of like lower middle class and lower class was getting bigger. Um, the white you know, Americans were getting more rich. And so there was like a, I forget, because I haven't read about it in a while, but I think it was like the Puerto Rican National, something was their name, but it was like a movement, like think Black Panthers, but in Puerto Rico. Um, it was like their movement that was growing. And, you know, to quell that, um, they, yeah, ordered the massacre of like, oh my God, it was like 20 something people. And it was like, the the American governor of the time ordered this massacre and the Puerto Rican police employed, paid for by the United States, enacted this massacre. So uh, things like that. I'm like, I had no idea happened. And a listener reached out to us after listening to the episode, um, sent us a message, a voice message. And she was like, my grandfather was there uh, and he, you know, escaped the the gunfire and she was like crying like i've never heard anyone talk about this and it just means so much to be to know that there's people out there sharing our stories uh and i was just like oh my god now i'm crying (laughs) so the when you like even if our listenership is not huge like getting messages like that it's like you know you're you're doing something important Oh, absolutely. And and it's 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 so great to hear. And part of it, as I was mentioning, too, is to, you know, like in doing in doing the work and in, in doing uh, this important work, it's it's really important to kind of reflect on like somebody telling you that because it doesn't happen any other way except for what you've done to prompt it. Tell the story and somebody's like, hey. I only heard it from this person or I didn't hear any of those details. Like you just, you just feel like at least somebody's out there, like having like understanding, like what went down and Mm -hmm. that's really important. So nice job, Christina. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And we always put our sources in the show notes in case people want to read more because there's like every episode is just honestly like an introductory to whatever happened. Like there's always more information. So we put it out there. Sometimes we'll read like a whole book for an episode, which is why we switch to every other week for now, because it's a lot of research. Um, And like, you know, 
so we we put out a three part episode on uh, El Salvador and the current quote unquote president of El Salvador, and it's like we'll get messages like, "Oh, you're so biased," or "This is like a bias," and it's like, yeah, we both are like left leftists. Like, there's no doubt about that in my mind. But mm-hmm. we're gonna like that president of the of El Salvador. I don't know how much you know about him, but like literally on the road to be a dictator um, has been slowly clawing at actual democracy. And so we did a three-parter and the first one is like the history of Bukele where, where Carmen is just sharing all the like fraud and terrible things he did before he became president. And that's our most, most listened to episode. Cause I think people are actually, people love him. I don't know why people love him, but I think people were expecting to find like a good, quote unquote good episode on him and then we got like bombarded with one star oh reviews. yeah yeah um but it doesn't matter because if one person listens to it and says oh my god i didn't know he did all that that's enough that's enough for us because um i don't know i don't know what his end goal is but like it's important to and so we'll we'll occasionally do updates on what he's up to in el salvador and like what's really happening because um yeah i mean people are treating him like this i don't know good president and it's bad um so yeah well episodes like that um yeah it all takes a lot of research but it's all important to i mean yeah if even just one person listens to it and like changes their mind about like one thing that's enough for me (laughs) yeah yeah i uh i've worked in the labor movement for quite some time and like the stories sometimes that can be inspiring within labor within labor can be helpful for people here i think those more reported i even i even remember what prompted me telling me is like a, a good friend of mine um for for quite some time his uh his parents um moved to uh chile uh, around uh, mm. pinochet uh, oh. time and there was and they were just uh, anglo americans uh academics intellectuals actually and so he uh, was he was there he was like um he his first language was spanish he was young enough where um mm-hmm. and, and then but he told me this story that i like it just haunted me like the detail of it and he was walking uh with his parents and there was a sign outside the estadio uh soccer stadium and it said something like free bicicletas right free bicycles and he starts to run towards it and his parents book it after him and pull him back like the sign was there to attract people in it was basically like uh a shooting rounds inside a massacre. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I remember like, you know, like he was telling me the story. I'm like, what the fuck are you telling me? Like, like, yeah. like what, yeah. like what? Like, and, um, I, I just, I was just remember being so like, okay, I understand that that can happen. But I was like the peril, even for him, there's like walking by, hey, I want to go see the bicycle. I'm like, this is yeah. so insidious. Like for me, there's some sort of evil or insidious or badness to it. Like, yeah. To think that now there's like right wingers wearing shirts that it's say Pinochet was right. It's like, come on, what is wrong with all of you? And then the you know, the more you look into these type of dictators that were doing these horrible things, they were all backed by who? The United States. So <laughs> that's why we're like, and he, that's a topic that is on our list, but it's oh it's so big that it's like daunting almost to cover. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, I mean, it's... same thing in, in uh, Argentina. I forget the actual dictator's like name, but they were doing, they used to do these things called, um, well, no, there's this whole group of people that disappeared and they're called, they're known as the disappeared. And it's because the, the government was rounding up anyone who opposed them or ha- even said like anything, labor, labor unions, um, things like that, rounding them up, putting them in, in a, plane and pushing them out into the sea and like that that dictator once was like you'll never find they're not alive they're not there they're just disappeared is what he said and yeah they're dead but they're never gonna be or the chances of them being found minimal because they were pushed out into the sea and there's only like 
very, very basic coordinates of where the area where they were pushed out, if that, yeah. because then they burned all those documents. And it's like, when I learned about that, I was like, oh, my God. And and then, yeah, you look into it and they were all supported by <laughs> the United States. So, yeah, yeah. well, um, uh, just just some 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 real, really difficult, you know, histories in, you know, kind of imperialist. Uh, control and just siphoning money out of these states. Even if I've mm-hmm. you know reading the reports and talking about Maui of talking about these histories yep. that that are hidden, that there are you know specific reasons for land use and indigenous rights and a whole host of issues that are right behind the fire, the you know the the fire. And I think that's why like in us talking like about this, like there 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 is the ability to know and to make these type of connections if you're in contact with the like what happened, what actually yep. happened. It's like fighting for exactly. history, right? Like yeah. Like these Texas history books. I don't know. I don't know where we can go with this, Christina. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. But it is, it is. um uh uh really just just want like just totally wanted to thank you for um shot you're one of my favorite podcasters uh love your shows um thank you thank you the break dancing idea you know might be <laughs> 15 months up ahead and we might have like a head-to-head bracket system or something <laughs> i you just let me know when i'll be there <laughs> I, we get a i need a i need a goal to bring me bring me back to my form uh, so who knows, who knows? Uh, and, uh, maybe it's a problem for the knees for everybody, including, right. Uh, <laughs> including your hermano. So, <laughs> um, uh, great talking to you. Um, really look forward to listening to your programs. Everybody check out, uh, check out, uh, check out all your, uh, fun, uh, horror stuff, but uh, check out these spooky, uh, stories unknown. And there's some, uh, just some uh, great content and uh, Christina thanks for popping on something rather than nothing and um, you know uh, chatting and having some fun yeah thanks for having me it was fun yeah thanks for all the work that you do and um, have a great day you too This is Something Rather Than Nothing, 